This week we return to in-person Wednesday nights, but I still want to provide you with just a recap as to what we looked at as we started the new school year, as we started back in-person worship. We looked at the question of what is your foundation? And as we started talking about what is your foundation, we started off with just a kind of image of a construction site. And now growing up, um, I moved into a neighborhood that was under development that people were starting to build houses in. And so me and my brother, grow, when we were living there, we would go and we'd play around on the different construction sites. Probably not the safest thing to do. But what you started to realize is that when you're building a house, there is something that you have to do first. And that is you have to lay a foundation. Or in the, some, most homes, they have what they call footings, which is a concrete that's poured into the ground, and then the house gets built on top of those footings. And these footings may, must be made with precision to secure everything else that builds up on top of them. We obviously started looking at the idea of foundations in Matthew, the seventh chapter, verses 24 through 27, where we hear these words. Therefore, everyone who hears these words of mine and acts on them will be like a sensible man who built his house on the rock. The rain fell, the rivers rose, the winds blew and pounded the house, yet it didn't collapse because of its foundation on the rock. But everyone who hears these words of mine and doesn't act on them will be like a foolish man who built his house on the sand. The rain fell, the rivers rose, the winds blew and pounded the house, and it collapsed. And its collapse was great. So as I said, our starting question for tonight was, what is your foundation? And so we looked at the idea of life and how life at the, end, at the core of it is really awesome. I mean, it's fun, it's meaningful, it's an incredible journey. But that we also know, because of, how, because of the lives that we've lived, that life can also be difficult. That storms, we will face storms in our lives, no matter if, but a matter of when. And our lives are like the houses that Jesus talked about. You will always have days in your life when you're, when you're getting beat up by the storms. And Jesus says that when the storms of life pound into you, the determining factor of whether you will collapse or not is your foundation. And so what is your foundation? Are you, is your foundation the rock or the sand? And, and we started looking at this idea of, uh, of the question of, well, how can I know which one I'm built on? And Jesus makes it clear how we can know. In verse 24, he says, everyone who hears these words of mine and acts on them will be like the sensible man who built his house in the rock. And then in verse 26, he says, but if you hear these words of mine and don't act on them, you will be like the foolish man who built your house on the sand. So the answer of how do we know is how we act. But we also have to look at, he says, these words, what is he talking about? In Matthew chapter 7, verses 24 through 27, are wrapping up what we hear, what we know as the Sermon on the Mount. These, there for three chapters in Matthew, Matthew has been recording this epic sermon that Jesus teaches and laying out the foundations of Christian discipleship. And this is widely quoted throughout the Bible. And as we look at what is in this Sermon on the Mount, 
We hear things like the Beatitudes, warning against certain types of behavior, love your enemies, the Lord's Prayer, which we talked about over the past few weeks, the Golden Rule, ask, seek, knock, don't be anxious. He teaches all this important stuff in one big sermon on how to live. And then he wraps it up with this analogy of two foundations. And what Jesus is ultimately calling us to is not to simply believe in him, but also to act, to live as he taught. And so over the next year, we're going to look at how we can apply this, uh, this sermon and, the, the, and apply these things looking at our foundation. But the first thing that we must do is really examine our own lives, uh, not just the part of our lives that everyone sees at church, but we must examine the entirety of who we are and how we live. Does it hold up in comparison to who Jesus te- how teach- Jesus teaches us to live? And we got to be honest with the weak spots in our foundation. This is why it's so good to have an accountability partner or a counselor in your life that can really kind of help you look at your own life and be honest and authentic about the things that, are, that you're really struggling with. Because I think sometimes we can even convince ourselves and lie to ourselves. But many of us will walk away from this with, the, with this question of condemning ourselves of how dare I do this. But... The purpose of this examining is not to condemn or be condemned, but to become stronger in Christ. Jesus calls us to believe in him as the Savior at the, at the beginning of our relationship. And then he calls us to live according to his teachings, to follow him with our lives in action, behavior, words, living. That what it means to have a secure foundation is when we can withhold the storms. And so we're really trying to pour a firm foundation over the next year and over this week. We looked at the idea that it's not easy. We looked at this idea of most of, of many of us know that it's not easy to always follow Jesus' command. If it was easy, everyone would do it. We looked at this idea of cultural Christianity, which would say that Christianity is a cultural identifier, much like our age or our gender or our nationality, that it's something that, that we say, oh, I'm a Christian, and it's some, a way that we are identified by others. It's a marker. It's more of a family tradition than something that changes anything. Or as Brendan Manning, the author, put it, the greatest single cause of atheism in the world today is Christians who acknowledge Jesus with their lips, walk out the door, and deny him by their lifestyles. That is what an unbelieving world simply finds unbelievable. And what he's saying is that we proclaim it, but nothing changes. We don't live anything differently. And so why would they believe that, that God can change lives if our lives have not been changed? But on the other side of the coin from cultural Christianity is being a Christ follower, somebody who follows the teachings with their very lives. And we close with this idea of which are you? Are you a Christ follower or are you a cultural Christian? And we close with this challenge of uh, examining our lives, being honest with ourselves about what are our weak spots, and realizing that perhaps if so, for some of us it may be a couple of things that need to be tweaked here or there, but for some of us we may need a complete overhaul and renovation of our spiritual lives. And if that's the case, uh, I encourage you to find somebody, even if, if it's not me or if it is me, to reach out to and to talk to about these things. because. And our firm foundation, what we must always hold on to and always cling to is the fact that the best of all is God is with us. I hope to see y'all soon as we have, I repeat, 
have, we started our in-person worships. God bless.